Welcome, welcome to Quick, Quick Shots. Quick Shots. Well, hello. Welcome to Quick Shots with your favourite cousins. Um, wow, three three bangers. We've been like we got forty questions come through last week. Uh, sorry, in the last couple of weeks, that's that's more than we can keep up with. We're going to be doing five five a week on these. Because uh, you're getting the first one, Somnath. <clears throat> Interesting. How do tax benefits work if I live in a different state? Uh, ooh. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk <laughs> about. It's like a. It's we'll like talk a, about, a, yeah, we'll talk about the different taxes that you have to pay as a property investor. Uh, the first one is, um, you know, you've got income tax, which can be offset at, at uh, through the federal government uh, by whatever the net cost is of your property. And the net cost uh, can be the rent, less all of the expenses, including interest, less the depreciation. So uh, that comes in the way of a, a, a normally a refund on any tax that you might have paid throughout the year, mm-hmm. Somnath. Uh, the other taxes that you pay is that at a state government level, you pay a land tax, um, which is a state-by-state tax that only applies to the properties that you own within that state. Uh, and then you get a tax benefit from from that expense out of your, your um, federal income tax. And then at a local level, you've got your council uh, rates for, for, you know, garbage disposal, water, sewage, all that sort of thing. So again, which is tax deductible. So state, local and federal, the, the main tax benefits come from your income tax, which you pay to the Commonwealth government. Everything else is just a state by state or local council tax somna. So ho- hopefully that one helps to answer. Uh, Vivian, uh, this one came in after we talked last week about what's required for, I think it was Wendy, uh, to get into a property. Is it possible with only $50,000 worth of cash flow to get into the property market? Well, when you say worth of cash flow, it kind of leaves it open to deposit. interpretation. Yeah. I assume she means deposit. Oh, yeah. Look, it is. It is. It is possible. Um, I would just be questioning what you're buying, and you know, is it quite tight? I would say that you could probably do that today as a first home buyer, mm. um, buying a specific property with fifty grand, um, provided you're getting some of those grants and and um, help outs by the the relevant state government. But it, it, like, it's going to be tight. I'm going to put that out there. It's going to be tight. Mm. I would, I would have a bit of a look at, you know, where where you're likely going to buy, um, and then maybe work backwards from there, or what your income can service uh, as a debt, and then work backwards on what you need as a as a deposit and cost. But fifty grand is tight, cuz I don't. No. I would never say no to anything because I I just I've seen some crazy things happen and some people being really diligent buying. Um, so I would never say no, but well, I would say yeah. that's pretty As we steak. said last week, you, you need about 15%. So you, you'd be sort of in the 300,000s on, on that basis, which is hard mm. hard to do, not impossible, but hard to do. Um, yeah. Unless you get a 95% loan, which some people can get mm. Um, mm. if you're in, uh, you know, certain professions. I've found that, you know, there's certain professions yeah. that can get those sorts of loans. So not oh, impossible, like, Vivian. It's not impossible and you know, you might live at home still, have pretty much no expenses and, you know, you might work two jobs. Um, mm. So it could it could be a possibility for you. Um, this one, because your bread and butter from Raj, is it a good idea to use the equity on your owner-occupier, your principal place where you live, uh, to buy an investment property? 
Yeah, so your two options when it comes to buying an investment property is you can either put in cash or you can borrow the money. So, you know, most of the time you're going to have to put down a 10 or 20% deposit plus stamp duty and the other costs um, with cash, or you can use equity in your home where, where basically you borrow money against your home, but use it to buy an investment property. Uh, I always use equity and I always encourage people to use equity and avoid cash if they've got a debt on their own home. Um, you know, even if you've got the cash there, what I would normally do is pay down the home loan and then draw it back out as equity. The, the reason being is that if you pay down your home loan with the cash, uh, it means that you're reducing your non-deductible debt. Uh, and if you draw out that money to then go and use on an investment property, you've you, that that is tax deductible. So even though it sits under your home loan, which is your place that you live in, it is tax deductible because you've used it for the purpose of buying an investment property. So Raj, always, um, you know, unless in in real uh, unique situation where uh, it isn't possible and we've got to use cash, would I suggest using cash over? equity in your home as deposit and costs on a property. Well answered, my friend. And that pretty much wraps us up for the three doozy questions this week on Quick Shots. Hey, thanks so much for dialing in. We we love and appreciate you. Yeah. We love hearing from you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. a good weekend, Cuz. Actually, actually, yeah. Have a belter. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is the doubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is the doubleshot.podcast. Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.